Welcome back to Bitch Call Your Sponsor. I'm Misty. Hi, Misty. And you are? I'm Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. Um, let's start with our primary purpose. Our primary, primary purpose is for Misty and Sam to grow their, their friendship and maybe and help maybe others. others. Just maybe. You never know. Um, okay. The topic that I've chosen goes really well with our last episode. Oh my goodness. Which is wanting to avoid the void. Tell me more. So that place where you go inside and you get behind your belly button and you get quiet and you find out what's really going on and be willing to question, is it them or what is my body telling me? That quiet place that my (laughs) um, head will say, good, thanks. Uh, My head will say, be quiet, like, uh, or no, be busy, like, go, go, you need to do more things. Like, you don't have time to sit and listen and check in behind your belly. There's no time for that. You've got to run, 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 scroll, 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 shop, 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 eat, you know, all the things besides getting quiet and wanting to avoid the void. Ooh. Wow, I'm sure, this is so you can't relate. I can't relate. I can't relate. I'm, I'm, gonna really, <laughs> I'm gonna really try. Like so many things just came into my brain uh, as you were sharing, and it really relates to the our last conversation a lot in the sense of the busyness is because when I do find myself sitting still. Stillness and silence are like the most difficult thing for me to do. Um, And when I do actually sit still, my brain is so, uh, it's moving so fast that it's just, it keeps going, you know? And that's, for me, that's the habitual pattern of thought is anywhere but here, you know? And, but when I do manage to get quiet enough, what usually comes up are some feelings, Um, which I'd rather not. Thanks very much. And, um, I'll feel when I die or, you know, in early recovery, actually booked some time in my calendar to feel my feelings. That's very Holly Hunter of you. She did that on broadcast news where she would set aside a certain amount of time in her day to cry. She did? Yeah, it's so good. That movie. Oh my God. No, you, you know, I have a list, a short list. I would ask the people who I... I liked what their favorite sad cry movie was. And I had an ongoing list. The Beaches, The Notebook, Schindler's. I mean, you name it, I had lists. So I would stock up and there were DVDs back then. So I got all of them and I would book my cry. Anyway, back to this voice. Amazing. I've avoided the void. I think that I, for me, I think that it's, I think that that's where higher power, divine, all of that stuff happens. And I'm not used to having that space. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. My experience, strength, and hope is that I avoid the void. And then when I do get quiet, it feels like I'm doing something wrong. That's what my brain tells me. Like, there's so many other things you need to be doing. We don't have time for this. And then when I do sit and get quiet, it does all the stuff that I've been ignoring starts to come up and it scares me. And I feel like I need to leave my, you know, whatever quiet position and run and do more things. And I found that whatever you resist persists. And the longer I avoid the void, the more it's going to show up in the outside world where it levels me so I don't have a choice or like physically stuff will happen because I'm not, it's almost like, it's almost like I need a software update and I'm like, no, I got to keep doing work. I, I don't have time for a software update. Wow. Oh, so much. I, it's like, what what I was just replacing was the void with feelings, the word feelings, because when I don't experience my feelings, when I don't sit still, when I don't do the meditation and I think that I just need to plow through, pedal to the metal, let's just get this done, that is counter. That makes sense to my brain to keep going, but it's counter to what my body needs, physically, yeah. mentally, spiritually, emotionally. You know, yeah. and what happens for me when I don't honor that is for feelings wise, it comes out sideways. You know, I'll find myself getting angry at the Uber driver or the person, the clerk at whatever, you know, the barista, you know, for some stupid thing that's absolutely nothing to do with anything. You know, I'm on a short kind of I'm kind of edgy, you know, that way. Um, by the way, Los Angeles traffic gives so many opportunities <laughs> when you're edgy yeah. to get even edgier. It's, you know, such a joy. Oh, my goodness. I um, yeah. So, OK, so avoiding the void, um, I can relate. And so I guess like. Is there a specific example you have from this like past whatever where you avoided the void and then or not avoided the void? Yes, I got you. So it happened just last night where I had driven to Melrose area and I'm in Playa. So a million miles away. Yeah. And traffic and almost getting cut off and meters and worrying about is the time like it was so stressful and then I drove home around three o'clock and I was supposed to go to back down to that area for a meeting at seven hmm. and I was just like I don't know if I can do it and I started cleaning the house and like moving furniture and putting music on and but it, but it but that was that the music and the dancing around my house and doing it i was not avoiding the void like i was with me i was singing i was having the most creative time like i would just sit with a problem of a bookshelf and a lamp and a table and just sit there and like let my mind creatively figure out how we're going to make this happen and mm. i was having the 
best time with myself. And I kept thinking, I may or may not go to that meeting. I'll check in with myself later. And I, I ended up checking in, you know, before around 630. And I was like, no, like, I'm staying here and seeing this through. And about 9pm, I had ramen. And I just really felt back in my body. I felt behind the belly button. I felt grounded. Mm -hmm. I felt best friends with me again. I felt I wasn't like, this is what happens to me is that I become surface misty. And I don't realize how I go from this grounded behind the belly button misty to surface. Hi, you know, and underneath all that is anger. And it'll just go out. And I don't really know necessarily when I go from one or the other. But if I don't do that grounding quiet, she just she just lives a life that gets me in a lot of toxic trouble. <laughs> mm, yeah. What about you? Anything? Well, even just as you were sharing, I was like, that is how I grew up. Like, we always showed a united front. You know, I think my mother really leaned on the depressive side and was not medicated. And at the flip of a switch, she would decide she's not going to whatever family function was planned. And so she wasn't necessarily drinking, but she was Dr. Jekyll, Mrs. Hyde, basically. You know, and so it was like all of a sudden like, oh, she's having a mood. She's shutting her door. She's not coming. The rest of the family's there. Okay, just pretend everything's fine. You know, and it was like, and so I'm really good at putting on that show and making, you know, like to the outside, the actor we want everyone to see, you know, it's I think is what it says in our third step in the big book It's you know, it's just like, yeah, I can present very well and not really share what's going on inside because I'm not aware I'm too busy performing, you know, and I think for me, a lot of the time, like, so like yesterday, I would say, I did my duties, you know, I met with sponsees, I went to a meeting, I shared, I, you know, I did all the stuff. And then if I really got quiet, it probably would have been to take a nap, you know? But what I ended up doing was just like Netflix and chilling. And I did so in a loving way, but I also was aware that that's not necessarily what I need. It was like me reaching it's like fingertips you know when i went behind my belly button it was be like just take a nap you know and it's weird because when i'm tired i don't take a nap usually you know when i am lonely i isolate you know it's like those weird kind of (laughs) yes oh my god one woman said it in a women's meeting that i went to one time that said when i have twenty dollars in the bank i want to shop when mm. I feel lonely, I isolate. When yes. I feel too fat, I eat. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's that rebellious teenager within me. Mm. Um, I also heard a girl say this morning in one of the meetings. It was so funny. She said that she's she has FOMO and she'll be scrolling at 2 a.m. because she doesn't want to miss the party she's like just the party (laughs) myself like I don't I don't want to miss out on like the next best TikTok that's going to make me feel good you know yeah yeah 
it's it's a little insane that kind of logic you know <laughs> yes which might be why we're here might be just a little bit maybe like i found myself going home after a meeting instead of going to fellowship and eating with everyone and then just coming home and eating alone and i'm like sitting there i'm like what am i doing do you know what i mean like yeah you know, it's i think yes. it's like my, i'm i'm comfortable isolating and it's not in solitude it's isolation you know and then i rebranded in my brain as decompressing but it's really not decompressing it's isolation I completely relate. And for me in that scenario, and I'm not saying this for you, but for me in that scenario, I can see that I, it's almost like that showbiz thing that's like always leave them wanting more. Mm -hmm. And if I go to dinner and I say something wrong or I have to have an intimate moment or I have to be vulnerable, you know, like I can just cut it off here and you guys leave with a great impression of me and I get to go home and I don't have to worry about if I stayed too long or said the wrong thing. Wow. That's for me. Yes. It's that deep. It's the deeper. I get, I totally get that. Leave them wanting more. Totally. And it's that it's for me, it's the vulnerability. Tell me more. Tell me. It's there's because sitting in a meeting, listening to people, sharing, nodding your head, reaching out to a newcomer, it's very uh for me has become very rote. It's it's there's not a deep it's it's surface. Exactly. Yeah. You know? We're, so, we're yeah. on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. But if I have to just like, oh, I had to I I didn't have to. I spoke at a meeting this week and I got there and it was a very small, intimate meeting with maybe 20 people sitting down in a chair. Okay, Misty does not do her best work in that environment. I Misty needs a podium, a spotlight, a microphone, 400 people. Mm, yeah. Because then I get out of my body and God takes over and you're going to get the most amazing share ever. Yes. But when there's 24 people and I'm sitting down, it's too intimate. It's too vulnerable. I'm too conscious of everybody's look on their face and reading into it where did they love me? You know, it's. I really identify. Yes. Give me a stadium, please. Totally. Totally. And I guess, I guess to your point, like there is, if I really think about it, I guess there is, it's not as vulnerable, right? Because there's, it's a sea of people. Right. And it's not as exposed. It's so curious, huh? Yeah, the showmanship can take over. Yeah. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Bitch, call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. 